Welcome, Heather Goodall, to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. You've been on Thank the show you. before. You are one of the lead organizers for the unionization of the ALB-1 Amazon warehouse in Skodak, New York. And last mm-hmm. week, there were not enough votes to unionize workers at your facility. Where were you when you heard this news, and how have you been processing it? I was actually in the room um, when they were doing the counting, so I knew. So I kind of went in a little prepared because of the conditions of the warehouse during the campaign and in the election. I, you know, had really considered where we were and what we needed to do. So I kind of, I knew when I was in the room when they were counting. So you said conditions of warehouse during the campaign and election. Can you elaborate on that? So part of the objections that we have filed were violations of the NLRA, several Section 7 violations, you know, up to and including calling the police on me, um, you know, writing me up, and then captive audience meetings, using suggestive phrasing and coercion to distort, you know, the campaign. There was workers who came forward to say that they felt pressured to vote no. Um, There's some that say they regretted voting no, um, but they thought that they would lose their benefits. So they, Amazon was very aggressive in its anti-union campaign, and it really challenged the workers and left them little to no opportunity to actually cast a vote of their own without undue influence. Although Alb1 failed to vote for unionization, the work that you've been doing has been a great motivator for other warehouses to organize. From some of the things that you were just mentioning, what lessons can be taken away from this to help other maybe future efforts or other warehouses to unionize? So I think that the biggest lesson is to before, you know, the election, um, we would have done a little bit more campaigning to ensure that when workers were faced with, you know, the anti-union propaganda and the vote no signs and, you know, a lot of the tactics that they were maybe a little bit better prepared and to be strong and speaking out about your rights and the fact that Amazon is violating it. So just, you know, maybe creating a little bit more security in the worker so that when they're faced with the anti-union, they're not as intimidated because it was a culture of intimidation. That was our biggest challenge was the, um, the fear that was created. So how do you better prepare workers to fight against that fear? That's probably the, the key here. Um, and just maybe building a, a solid foundation to fight against that fear. And there is at least one other Amazon warehouse unionization effort happening right now. Could you talk about what other unionization efforts are to watch out for at the moment? Which which other unionization effort are you referring to? I believe there's one in California that I know of. Is there, I'm not uh, sure if there are more. Um, actually, um, I, I can speak with, some certainty that I believe that petition was withdrawn. So Mm -hmm. we're trying to focus on how to, um, you know, to kind of sustain 
what I was just referring to as that strength and unity during the campaign, because the um, things that we saw at ALB1 when it came to the union busting was far beyond the scope of anything we could have anticipated up to and including the retaliation and discrimination against workers specifically with disability, which is something I've been, you know, very vocal about and is part of our objections. So I'm not sure that we are, we are going to be continuing any other campaigns as of right now. But of course, we'll see how the objections at ALB1 go. So what is that process? You're filing objections right now. And uh, is there a time process? Where, where are you in that process? And, and could you just give us a little more of an insight in what that means? So um, we did file the objections. So now um, I believe we have a week um, to present the evidence to support those um, objections. And we have had several workers, um, our committee, myself, um, signing statements and coming forward. So we do believe that we have enough evidence to support the objections. And that, I believe they said, takes about a week um, and then we'll know more. Who's overseeing that process? Our attorney. So, of course, Seth Goldstein is a huge part of this. So Seth Goldstein is part of our legal counsel. And then Ritu Singla is our other attorney um, who has filed the objections on our behalf. So you were one of the leaders in this organizing effort. You were not alone in the this unionization of Albuan. Could you talk about some of the people that you worked with and what that collaboration looked like? Oh, I would love to. Thank you so much for that question. So uh, we built an amazing foundation. We had Kim Lane, who was my right-hand girl. Um, She was really connected well with the workers. She was there during the entire campaign. Um, We have Tia. And Tia was another huge campaign um, manager. She did a great job in connecting again with the workers and setting up the meetings. So we have Kim and we have Tia. Kevin Hogan was another huge supporter. Um, Angel came on board at the end. Uh, This amazing young up-and-coming Sarah Chandry. She's only 18 years old, and you had to see her at this rally and see her talk and see her walking through the warehouse, hanging up signs and really standing her ground. So we have, you know, Sarah. Um, We have another Kevin Quinn. Um, He's actually a veteran. Um, He was part of the board, and um, he was standing out in front, connecting with workers, passing out literature. Um, and, of course, the DSA, the um, the DSA, Julian, um, you know, we had Sam in the warehouse. They were an incredible part of our journey. And without them, we probably wouldn't have made it this far. So in addition to the committee members, we also had the DSA um, and people in our community that also supported us on our rallies, hosting events. So we definitely want to send a big shout out to the DSA um, and all of their support in this campaign. So we and I had another girl, Vanessa. She lives in Albany, so she came on board. She actually, um, her boyfriend uh, for the for a while, he was kind of on the fence, and we were trying to convince him and. 
she finally, you know, they walked in, in the tent to vote and, and the smiles on their faces and to see them empowered was, was amazing. So we saw a lot of empowerment as well within our, our workers and our team together. So, so yeah, there was an amazing group of people that we all worked together. It was great. Quite a range of people and ages and, yeah. and, and experiences, which is a strength, right? Oh, it was great. Yeah. We had all different walks of life. That's the wonderful thing is there's a lot of diversity at Amazon and at ALB1, you know, it's fantastic to work with such a diverse group of people. And I love that, you know, that that is the one thing that they do bring to the table is this incredible diversity. And in our last minute, all of this energy of all the people who you just mentioned, where does that energy go to now other than the file objections? Um, you know, where that goes is we're going to continue to see that leadership at ALB1, those leaders that stepped up as, you know, the committee and, um, you know, supporting the campaign. And they will continue to demonstrate that leadership in supporting coworkers, um, you know, collective action. We still have the ability to support each other and, you know, stand for change and to continue to see change. So that leadership and that we've grown to see in each other will not stop. That's for sure. Heather Goodall, thank you so much for taking the time to come on to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Well, thank you so much.